The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Are we live? With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're on fire. Oh, what a day in the baseball world. The Chicago Cubs through to their first World Series in 71 years. Oh, yeah. And we are going to be crossing. <laughs> oh, I was watching. <laughs> we are going to be crossing to Chicago. <laughs> yep. To the bars there. It's going off around Wrigley Field, the home ground of the Chicago Cubs right now. And we're going we're to cross to one of the managers of one of the bars there to give us a bit of Atmos. Yeah, it's breach fever pitch around Absolutely. The there Wrigley pe- Field. There were people in tears. There were people crying. Like, this is something people haven't seen. They haven't won a World Series since 1908. I know. So it's, it's quite phenomenal. Hmm. It's, it's like something we've never experienced in world sport. Absolutely. It's the longest drought a in drought any sport ever. Long. Yeah, it's amazing. amazing. And But next, we're going to be chatting about the Cox Plate. What a ride from Winks yesterday. Yeah, Winks. What a champion. The mayor, you, you never thought you'd see the likes of Sunline and Maccabi Diva again, and then along comes yep. Winks, who are, you know could be even better than them. Straight into Australian racing folklore is Winks. Yep. And I want to talk about Daryl Braithwaite as well. That's coming up oh. next on the Greenfield Post with Will and MJ. What a day of racing yesterday at the Cox Plate. I'm not a massive racing man, but mm. it's uh, it was like the Ali Frazier of horse racing yesterday. It was hard not to get interested in it. Well, it was billed all week as sort of a match play between Winx and Hartnell. Yeah. And not much more can be said about how good Winx was. It oh, was. it was just incredible. I love the, I particularly love the pregame build up by uh, Channel 7. It, yeah. It was eerily like a footy match. You just got that guy like, two horses together as yeah. one. And then, <laughs> and then like cuts to Bruce with a helicopter shot of... Uh, of uh, where was it, Mooney? Yeah, Mooney Valley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just showing my lack of knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, just the whole day it was just it just this massive rivalry, which you don't really see in horse racing all that often. Yeah, that's right. It was it was great for the sport, and I mean the the win was unbelievable. Oh yeah, we yeah. haven't seen like you had Maccabi Diva, who obviously won the Cox Plate, and then horses like Sunline, and everyone after every one of those horses retires, they go, we'll never see anything like it again. Yeah, and along comes another mare in in um, Winks, and it was just unbelievable. Yeah. But one of the, the most interesting things about Cox Plate Day, there's been a tradition that's been unfolding over the last decade or so at the Cox Plate. Yeah. And I think it could be one of the all-time great Australian sporting traditions that's come out of nowhere. Yeah, what is it? Daryl Braithwaite performing horses <laughs> prior to it. I've seen Daryl Braithwaite perform horses at the races in Brisbane. Yeah. I think it's just his... Oh, isn't it a Cox Plate thing? Oh, I reckon it might just be a... Just every... <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he'd rock up to Toowoomba. <laughs> <laughs> Birdsville, I mean, just wherever the horse is. I don't, don't think he's exclusively oh, is that right? Melbourne. Yeah. He takes whatever gig rock, he sees rocks them. up on his schedule. Yeah. He sees the, the mounted police wandering down the street and breaks out into it. Yeah. But, but have, a, have a listen to this. The crowd are absolutely loving it. Oh, my God. That, that is what, what 10,000 people singing every word. That audio is actually taken from Campbell Brown's um, Instagram account. Oh, a quick plop. Oh, that out of tune one. I think that's Maxi gone. (laughs) But how good's that? That's That's always the trouble when filming a musical performance. You capture a lot of your own voice more than the the performance you're after. That's right. Yeah, that's brilliant. I've never heard that song sung in unison like that with so many people. Oh, it was brilliant. Now, there's one other thing I wanted to mention about the Cox Plate. Yep. And that was the third place getter. Yeah, I don't know who that was. Yankee Rose. Okay. Now, the jockey is Dean Yandel. Now, I produced the Dead Set Legends, which is on Triple M on a Saturday morning with Bev and Howie. Yeah. And yesterday, we got Dean on the line ahead of the race. This was His first group uh, one win was on board Yankee Rose. Oh, okay. Um, a month or so ago. Uh, and we thought we'd get him on, have a chat, build up. Obviously, everyone, all the focus was on Hartnell and Winks. 
Yeah, so we yeah. thought, why not, why not find another sort of horse in the race that okay. we, we can get behind? A Stephen Bradbury story. Perhaps. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what we were hoping for. Now, how he did a big build up to the interview, sort of the excitement of Cox Plate Day, everyone yeah. heading there. Well, have a listen to what unfolded next. How are you feeling? Cox Plate morning. Do you wake up with an extra spring in your step and have an extra half glass of water? How does your morning <laughs> roll out? I wake up with a massive horn, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. That was live to air yesterday. I was expecting that to go. On the Dead Set Legend yesterday. Oh, how inappropriate. Fev absolutely (laughs) lost it. I can tell. And guess what? He came third. It worked. It was very. Maybe that's a secret. (laughs) (laughs) This is a Greenfield Post on Triple M. MJ, you're wearing your Cubs shirt. Just to prove I'm not on the bandwagon. I've had this shirt for a while. Yeah, you have had that shirt for a while, and you, you've come in specifically wearing it because the Cubs have made history. They've made the World Series today. They beat the LA Dodgers to win the series, uh, to win the National League pennant for the first time in 71 years. Yeah, now this is baseball for those. That yeah. <laughs> I'm just well, that, puzzled at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> They've finally made the grand final of baseball. That's right. The world, the Well, they sort of... Because the way baseball's set up, oh, right? yeah, American sports. What have they got? Well, they're celebrating. You should have seen the images from the club rooms with champagne, yeah. and they've got a game in three days. In three days? Yeah, yeah. On, I think Wednesday Australian time is when their series against Cleveland kicks off. Really? Mm. Okay. So, the, but so they have that, conferences and all that, don't they? Yeah, they do. So they've won the National League, which is their yeah. side of the draw. And then obviously the World Series is the American versus National League. Yeah, yeah. But incredible scenes in Chicago following the win. Like I, was, I watched the whole game. It gave me goosebumps. Like shots of the crowd after the game with you know people who were you know, well over 70 years old in mm. tears and hugging people who were four years old. Like it was everyone yeah. was there in Chicago. The atmosphere was amazing. Well, there's 70 year olds that might not have ever seen them make a. Well, they're, well it's been 71 years. Well, literally 70 yeah. year olds. Yeah. And it's, there would be, I doubt there's anyone that's seen them win a lot. There's no one 108, surely. To see, oh, well, yeah. No one uh, would remember it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you you <laughs> wouldn't be in the best nick at 108. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because the last time they did win a World Series was 1908. Yeah. They went back to back in ni- 1907 and 1908, yeah. which is no. before the Titanic sank. Like, it's a long time ago. It is a while. Yeah. So, so amazing scenes in Chicago. Like, the, the place has gone off. Wrigley Field is their home ground. People have gone crazy. So when we got in this afternoon where we thought we might try and get a bit of atmosphere yeah. from one of the bars in the area. So it's about 3 a.m. their time when we did make this call. Yeah. And it's fair to say the people of Chicago have been celebrating quite hard. This it, was, was, it was about 2 a.m., yeah. The, I think uh, the night was just winding down when we uh, when we, when we gave them a buzz. Yeah. Okay, uh, we actually just closed up. Uh, we had a fight, so the cops closed us down. Oh, there was a fight? There was a fight earlier, so they, they closed us. Oh, no. Was it between two Cubby supporters? Uh, probably. He seemed, he wasn't the excited, we, we wanted someone who was a bit excited, uh, up and about. He'd, he'd seen some shit tonight. He's seen some shit. Yeah. I think in the whole time he's been working at that bar, he's, he's seen enough yeah. cubby support. Yeah. But eventually we did get someone who was a bit more up and about than that bloke who had to clean up after the fight. You're calling from Australia? Yeah, we were watching the Cubs today. Hey, how are you? Yeah, we... What a long distance call. Yeah, that's right. We'll, we've been watching the Cubs over here and we're all pretty pumped for you guys. How are you? What's the atmosphere like over there? It's... I've never experienced anything like this in my entire life. It's like yeah, my, I can't even I I can't even describe a the tears that I've shed today out of happiness and b I it's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. There is not an upset person in this entire neighborhood unless they're a Dodgers fan. So hi, my name's Will as well. I'm also here from Australia. Um, how long have you I, owned how long how long have you owned the pub in the area there? 
Uh, we've been here for 27 years. Wow, and you've but never... the business, so we have another location um, in Lincoln Park, which is the neighborhood next door, and that's been open for 50 years this year. So I'm, I'm third generation in this business. Wow, and have you ever seen anything like this tonight? No, not in my whole life. And I wish my grandpa was here to see it because he helped, no. he, he made this what it is. And what does the win mean for the people of Chicago? It's, we don't know anything like this. People keep saying, well, what happens next? What happens next? And no one knows because it's been 108 years since we've, <laughs> since we've even, you know, thought about a World Series. It's been, I think they said 75 years since we've been to a World Series. I, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And I understand I, there, um, There's nothing to describe the happiness that we're feeling here. So good. And I understand that you had a fight there tonight. Is that true? There, yeah, I, I didn't witness it, but I heard about it. There, but it, that's the whole neighborhood. People get over dramatic, and <laughs> there's fights breaking out all over the neighborhood. But then, thankfully, that's what the police are for. Was it Dodgers fans? It wouldn't have been Cubbies fans. I, I honestly, I don't know. You shouldn't quote me on that because I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't quote you on that. The mojo's back. I'm pumped. Can we call you back this time next week when Cubbies are world champions? <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Awesome. Thank you so much. Go Cubbies. Go Cubs. Thank you very much. Thanks. Have a good one. How good's that, Will? The manager of Yanksy's there in Chicago with a bit of atmosphere. Bit of atmos around the ground. She was very pumped. She was pumped. All hell was breaking loose. Fights and everything. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> this is the Greenfield did we, Post. Did we catch her name? No. This is the Greenfield <laughs> Post on Triple F. And Will, you've been keeping a close eye over international soccer this week. Well, I'm always into the Socceroos. Mm. I, like, generally, it's not my go-to sport, but the Socceroos I follow with the keenest of eyes. Mm. And we're currently second in our group that is in the World Cup qualifiers mm. behind Saudi Arabia after our draw to Japan. And so we have another one coming up against Thailand. Now, mm. the country of Thailand, they recently had the sad passing of their king. Mm. Now, I'm being very... I'm tiptoeing around here. I'm walking on eggshells. Because their king passed away, and it, they, they're in a state of national mourning. Like it's The a whole very, country. The whole country is in mourning. It's very sad. Yeah, the, like, o- the only thing I heard about it was sort of advice to tourists heading over there and Aussies heading over there, that you have to be quite respectful, yeah. and, and alcohol might not be as widely available over the next 30 yeah. days as what it was beforehand. That's the gist of it. Mm. To the point where I don't know if they should be playing the soccer game here, because they've put out this list of rules, mm. and they are so stringent. It's like... We may as well just play it behind closed doors. So when's the game meant to be played? Uh, it's the 15th of November, mm-hmm. which isn't that far away. And here are the rules that the Sports Authority of Thailand have asked for travelling supporters. Clothing for all spectators should be in polite manner with suggested colours such as white, black and grey preferable with no designs on them. So you can't wear the Socceroos gold. You can't wear no. Guernsey. Guernsey. No, that's disrespectful. Can you wear flag capes? Oh, I'm getting to that. Mm. Equipment such as drums, trumpets, flags, megaphones, whistles, cheering sticks, and any other equipment will not be allowed to enter the stadium. So I assume that means Vuvuzelas are out? No, they're out. No (laughs) Vuvuzelas. But yeah, no flags. Mm. You can't show any symbols. You can't have any banners. At all. For fan chants, along with any other activities that are considered joyful. No joy. No joyful (laughs) behavior (laughs) at all. Display any joy. Strictly prohibited inside the stadium and surrounding areas. You're not allowed to be happy in Thailand at the moment. At all. That's what happens if they score a goal? Do you just can you allow to politely just clap? Golf club, I reckon. Just it'll be like a golf game. It'll be exactly like a golf game. Fan engagement will be low. <laughs> yeah, there'll be no um Captain Carlton on a hovercraft. <laughs> there'll, be none, there'll, be, there'll be none of that. <laughs> that was disrespectful over yeah. here. No t shirt <laughs> No t shirt guns. 
no t-shirt guns, no no bongo cam yeah. on the. <laughs> The Greenfield Post on Triple M. And we were joined by a very special guest, the host of the number one Australian NFL sports podcast. Wow. Yep. And producer of The Hot Breakfast, Jay Mueller. Welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Good to see you, Jay. You're probably uh, one of the more special guests we've had on the show. Special is a loaded <laughs> term. I'm not really sure where you're <laughs> yeah. coming from on that, and I'm not really yeah. sure... Very- that very I'm all special. that special. Well, <laughs> there have been other people. Well, last week we had an American dodgeball player on ah. in the studio. Was that from the National Amateur Dodgeball Association, NADA? That's right. I think it was from NADA. Yeah. You know I'm, your stuff. I'm not familiar with NADA. I'm yeah. not going to dispute it. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. Well, you've, you've got the your NFL pocket uh, in the pocket, it's called, the podcast. In the pocket. You search it for it on iTunes. That's the number one NFL podcast. Well, there could be an opening for a, for a dodgeball, dodgeball podcast. Well, podcasts are all about niche. Yeah, they right? are. They're yeah. all about finding that core mm. audience, the people who love what you love, and they'll mm. tune in and listen. It's great. But in mm. the pocket NFL, you can find it on iTunes, mm. and it's this is its second year, and you know what? We have a lot of fun putting that show together. It's for all things NFL. So if you love NFL, if you know somebody who loves NFL, mm. share it with them. Do either of you guys have a team? Absolutely. A New York Giants fan. New York Giants for you, MJ. Yep. Will? I... When I was about 14, went to a San Francisco 49ers game. Yes. When they were still playing at the uh, Candlestick. Candlestick. And it was the coldest experience of my life. San Francisco's uh, deceptively cold. Yeah, deceptively. And then uh, Jared Hayne joined, and I got a Jared Hayne jersey, and I still hang nice. on to that. Were well, you with, one of the people pride. that got a Jared Hayne jersey? I was, yeah, I was a Jared Hayne flog. You <laughs> had a ticket on the Hayne plane. I did. Yeah, nice. Did. And, and then it sort of went the way of a Malaysian flog. <laughs> well, exactly, because we'll... <laughs> Your 49ers are currently one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yes, I'm aware. They are yeah. terrible. They got beat up by the Bills in week six. And this week, it's not going to get any easier for them. They host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, MJ, your Giants are coming off a, a big win. Well, they've been a good and bad this year, the Giants. They, they have been good and bad. And this is the thing about the NFL in 2016. It's a little bit all over the shop. Mm. Their teams are winning games that they have no business winning. For example, Miami Dolphins beat up on the Pittsburgh Steelers in week six. That should not have happened. Mm -hmm. 99 times out of 100, that will not happen. But it did in Miami. It's nuts. So this season is just all over the place. And it's driving the fans nuts. Yeah. So let me tell you about (laughs) the Giants. Yeah, the Giants in week six, they beat up on the Ravens 27-23. And I want to take you back a few weeks ago. Are you guys familiar with the Giants wide receiver Odell Beckham? I love Odell. Now that guy can catch anything. Mm-hmm. He's he, the one. He's famous for the one-handed catch. Yeah, yeah. He he is the Dominique Wilkins of wide receivers, the human mm-hmm. highlight reel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Odell has got a lot of fans. He also has a lot of critics. And a mm-hmm. few weeks ago, Odell and the Giants lost a game. It was not a great game. Penalties, turnovers, and Odell walked off the sideline. He had a whole bunch of uh, histrionics on the sideline. He was out of control. He was in his teammate's face he's crying he's got all sorts of things going on and he punches a kicking net that kickers use to practice oh yeah i did see this (laughs) and the net rebounds and hits him yeah so the net got the better of him (laughs) right yeah well i want to introduce you to a that was sort of the start of the season was horrible and that sort of summed up the whole he was not having a good Mm. run odell uh one of the the critics is a man named vic dibitetto and you can find vic on twitter and on instagram it's just his name vic dibitetto he's a new york comedian and giant supporter and this was vic's take after the infamous kicking net exchange odell what's what's with you odell what the is with you you unstable jerk off you're screaming you're hitting kicking nets that hit you back in the shin you're having a fight with a net stop it you're crying look at your hair just stop it already it's an embarrassment 
the, the heavy breathing at the end is my, oh my favorite part. God, that is it, was just, it was just one continuous beep. Well, exactly. Is that, that unedited on his on his Instagram page? You can see it on his Instagram. You can find him on YouTube as well. Vic Dibateto, check him out. So, uh, what is the feeling over in the states about Odell? Is he liked or is he? Yeah. Disliked? Well, look, people. People either love him or hate him. And he's one of those divisive, exactly. Mm. He's one of those great characters in the game that uh, he can do things like no one else can. Mm. Right. So you're going to watch him. I wish he had a little bit more Jerry Rice in him. You know what Jerry Rice used to do to celebrate a touchdown? No. Hand the ball to the ref. Nothing. Act like you've been here before. I like right? it. Mm-hmm. Jerry Rice, one of the most successful, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, mm. did nothing in the end zone. Mm. Score a touchdown. Here you go. I Let's like, get on with cause it. Because there's a rule in college football, isn't there, that you can't celebrate before the touchdown happens? Yeah, these well, rules are insane. The mm. rules are insane. And, mm. and they try to also, it's it's a judgment call on when it becomes excessive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a game earlier in the year where there were penalties given out for excessive celebration, excessive on-field celebration. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, do you really want a professional sports game interrupted or affected by a 15-yard penalty for yeah. celebrating a touchdown? Mm. And where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the what, line? Is, well, is a dab? Is that the dab? Apparently, was acceptable. Is that not just, a lot of dabbing this year? Line. Cam Newton not having a great year. <laughs> yeah, the, One in five. The Panthers. Are you familiar with a former wide receiver in the NFL by the name of Terrell Owens? No. no. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, ter- played oh, no, for the Terrell. 49ers. Yeah. 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 Played for the Eagles. Yeah. Great, a, a tremendous athlete. Right. Mm. Just an unbelievable athlete. He had a lot of swag. He had a yeah. lot of you know swagger about him, and he scored a touchdown once. And then as he ran to the end of the end zone, reached into his sock, pulled out a Sharpie, signed the football, and handed it to a fan. That mm. is incredible. That's pretty impressive. That's, yeah. You, you That's miss that style. in Australian sports. You don't, you, you'd <laughs> love to see that, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. you just get a little, a little finger or a, or a fist <laughs> pop or something. <laughs> or, a, or a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just some, yeah, that probably wouldn't go as well in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay, thanks so much for coming in. Now, where can My we pleasure. download the In the Pocket podcast? In the Pocket. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on your Android phones. Mm-hmm. Basically, any platform that supports podcasts. You can also mm-hmm. find it on the Greenfield Post every week. Yeah, under the Greenfield Post umbrella. Absolutely. Well, we'll download that. Thanks so much for coming in, Jay. My pleasure. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Go Cardinals. We're joined in the studio by the Greenfield Post newsbreaker, Rudy from the newsroom. Our favourite newsbreaker, the number one, number two, what number are you? Uh, seven or eight. Seven or eight. The number seven newsbreaker in the business. Probably closer to eight. I'll go right. eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rudy Edsel from the newsroom. What do you got for us, Rudy? Thanks for that lovely intro, guys. <laughs> uh, I've got some uh, breaking news in the world of cricket, actually. Uh, cricket? Yeah, cricket. It's, uh, it's just coming into cricket season, and uh, Usman Khawaja has been in the news lately. He said he was a scapegoat. He felt like he was a scapegoat for the uh, poor Sri Lanka series Australia had. Mm. News has come out today. He's actually considering changing his surname to Marsh. <laughs> now, it's not uncommon Why? amongst sportsmen to change names. Remember, Brian Lake was, used to be Brian yeah, Harris. Yeah, Harris yeah. Yeah. Now, but Usman Khawaja, he wants to change his name to Marsh because he thinks that that will get him more of a go in the Australian test team. Uh, <laughs> selection reasons. Yeah, selection reasons. So actual te- tactical cricketing reasons, that one. Mm. He actually, he's seen the way the selectors has been picking Mitch Marsh to bat at six. And yeah. he, he figures they can't be that bright. So <laughs> maybe they'll think he's a Marsh brother. Yeah. And just give him more so, of a shot in the team. Great idea from Usman. Is it Usman Marsh? Is that... Yeah, it'd be Usman Marsh. Okay, yeah. Uz, Uz Marsh Marsh. <laughs> and uh, he also... Uz Marsh, I think. Would be. Uh, apparently, he also was, again, bringing back that uh, Sri Lanka treatment. He felt shabbily treated. 
and he feels like he has to change his identity after being replaced by Moises Enriques, and I can understand that. Absolutely yeah. understandable from there. Well, thank you so much for breaking that news. That's an exclusive That's on the Greenfield news. Post. That's huge. You're going to be supporting Usman Marsh for <laughs> MJ, you've got a Usain Bolt story. Well, he's in Melbourne. Oh, is he? He touched down last <laughs> night. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. It was in the paper. Makes a bit, se- bit of sense now. Yeah, it was in the paper uh, yesterday, I think, that yep. he was going to be attending the uh, Oaks Day. Oh, okay. So but he's he, just here, is it? But he's arrived already. Oh, wow. So he could be, he's here for the next two weeks. He just loves the joint. So he's touched down, right? And according mm. to the uh, Herald Sun, uh, it landed around 10 o'clock last night. Yeah. And guess what he did? What? Went straight to a nightclub. <laughs> it's, nothing surprises me. Uh, alum, Alumbra in the Docklands, Harbour Esplanade. Yeah, I don't know if I know it. I haven't been there. Yeah. But he apparently so got there. Good publicity. Uh, yeah. And in, in Bolt style, didn't try to stay under the radar, just got straight up on the stage with a microphone and started ripping through songs and DJing I, and everyone was going nuts. I didn't know he was in town. Imagine being at that club and then just seeing Bolt go up. Bolt rock like, up. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> get, no way. <laughs> well, he, he didn't He didn't um, waste any time in mingling with some of the big A-listers from Melbourne as well. And who was that? Tim Amatic. <laughs> I thought you were being serious. Yeah, now Tim Amatic was there. John yeah. Stephenson, I think his mates oh, was there yeah. as well. So keep an eye out around town. Bolt Watch, if you see him, yeah. tweet into us at the Greenfield Post. Let us know. because I'll give Tim Amatic a call and see if he's a... Uh... We should get Tim Amatic on. <laughs> <laughs> Forget Bolt. Yeah. Let's keep it realistic. Yeah, that's right. We'll never land Bolt, but Tim Amatic seems like he's someone we right could get. right in our crosshairs. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, it's been a good show. What about crossing to Chicago over there where the Cubbies are in the World Series for the first time since the 40s? Yeah, that was good fun. There was a real American flavor, actually. A bit of baseball, a bit of J. Yeah, thanks for Jay Mueller for coming in, host of In the Pocket podcast. Everyone give that a listen as well, as well as ours, which is starting to get listens now. It is. Yep. It's moving up the charts. It got to about 60-something. Or... No, we're in the top top 30, weren't we? We're top 30. I think we cracked Oh, how good's that? Well, just look for the Greenfield Post on iTunes. That's the, it. If you go to the podcast button on your phone, you can search for it. I've told my dad he's got one. The, it's a default app. Everyone's got the podcast app. It's easy Pull to Pull it use. out. It's a purple one. Yeah, it's very easy to use. We'll be back at 10 o'clock next Sunday night. Sounds good. This has been the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. Adios.